Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Korean Post devotional podcast. It's a Monday morning here, so I hope that you've had a great weekend and a great uh, time of fellowship. We have been going through the book of Colossians for those of you that have been following along. And um, we are going to continue where we left off in Colossians. We're going to take a look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 15, yet again. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into the text. Paul writes, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your own husbands as fitting in, in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But those who, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there's no partiality. For many years, I held a deep fascination with healing evangelists. I would even I would eagerly devour any book I could find on the, the great uh, healing evangelists of the past, such as Smith, Smith Wigglesworth, Jack Cole, Amy Simple McPherson, A.A. Allen, Catherine Coleman, and many, many others. However, with the advent of YouTube, my fascination with healing evangelists and their services was taken to new heights because I was elated to discover old recordings in black and whites um, from some of these services going back to the 50s, 60s, and 70s, which allowed me to witness firsthand um, 
at least first time via TV, uh, the incredible healing power these men seem, seem to possess in the name of the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> As I watched Spellbound, I saw how they commanded sickness and demons to disappear and witnessed the miraculous healings that occurred in the name of Jesus. Now, I uh, do not wish to comment on these individuals or the ministries, characters, or effectiveness. I'm simply wanting to point out that I, I was deeply impressed with how they used the phrase in the name of Jesus, recognizing its power and authority. My fascination with these healing evangelists taught me about the incredible power and authority of invoking the name of Jesus. Now, while I may not fully understand the methods or motives of these individuals, I I am humbled and awed uh, in reality by the power of God that is that is present when we when we call upon his name. In my youth, I became fixated on the phrase in the name of Jesus. As an immature believer, I learned that this phrase inherently had some inherently held some power, almost like a a magical incantation. I believe that a genie-like combination of words would enable me to request what I wanted and shape the world around me to suit my desires. I reasoned that Jesus himself said that in his name I could ask for whatever I wanted and it would be done for me. And then as I would read through Mark, and towards the end, Mark 16, I convinced myself that this magical phrase in the name of Jesus would allow me as a believer to cast out demons, heal the sick, and even raise the dead. Various popular preachers um, over the years only strengthened my belief that I could do even greater things um, than Jesus did with this magical formation of words. The possibilities just seemed endless. Looking back on this phrase in my life, I realized that I would have never described my thinking in this way at the time. However, in retrospect, it's clear that I had a profoundly immature understanding of what it truly meant to use the phrase in the name of Jesus. And unfortunately, my my understanding or my great revelation never seemed to match up with my, my reality. I could never stop the weather or change the weather in the name of Jesus. Um, many times people were not instantly healed when I invoked the name uh, and when I invoked the phrase in the name of Jesus and that's um, that's a that's a whole other uh, thing that we won't get into at this point but my point is as believers we are united with Christ through our faith in him and this union with Christ means means we share authority as representatives of as his representatives here on earth that's true in Ephesians um, Paul writes that God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places and heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. This passage reveals that we have been given a, a position of authority through our union with Christ. However, it's important to note that this is a delegated authority and it's not something that we exercise independently of who Jesus is. No, our authority remains submitted to the head who is Christ. In Colossians Uh, chapter 2 verse 10 Paul writes that believers are complete in him in Christ who is the head of all rule and authority this emphasizes that Christ is the ultimate authority and our authority is derived from him 
Furthermore, our exercise of our exercise of authority is always subject to the will and purpose of Christ. In John, um, chapter in the gospel in John in the, in the gospel of John, chapter chapter fifteen, verse five, Jesus says, "Apart from me, you can do nothing." This statement reminds us that our authority is not independent of Christ, but is contingent upon our abiding in Him and submitting to His will. Using the name of Jesus is not a magical formula that guarantees everything we want. Instead, it's a recognition of Jesus' power and authority. We have been granted access to this power as we unite ourselves with Him, but it's not a power that we can wield independently of Him. Our authority is to be exercised in submission to Christ and His will as we seek to advance His kingdom and bring glory to His name. The phrase "in the name of the Lord Jesus" in Colossians chapter three carries a similar weight of authority to the phrase "in the name of the law" or "in the name of the King." It's a recognition that as Christians, we're not acting on our own authority for our own purposes, but on behalf of Christ. Jesus Himself declared. In in Matthew 28, that all authority in heaven and earth had been given to him. This supreme authority extends to his followers who are called to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that he's commanded. In Luke 9, Jesus gives his disciples power and authority over demons to cure and to cure sicknesses. He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. This authority was given to the believers. That, so the authority that's rather given to the believers is limited to the furtherance of Christ's kingdom and the spreading of His message. Therefore, when we do something in the name of the Lord Jesus, we acknowledge His authority over our lives and seek to honor Him in all that we do. It's a call to live in submission to Christ and to seek His will above our own. We must align our lives with the teachings and the examples of Jesus, seeking to bring about our thoughts, words, and actions under the authority of Christ. Our authority in the name of Jesus is not to shape our reality, but to advance His kingdom and to bring glory to His name. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.